0: Welcome to the Goal For It podcast, a podcast designed to help you establish the mindset to discover your purpose and set goals to live out what inspires you. I'm your host, Allison, a current college business student with experience moving around the country and traveling around the world in pursuit of my goals. I'm so glad you decided to listen today and I'd love to hear what you think of today's episode. You can connect with me on my Instagram at liveoutinspiration or my website liveoutinspiration.com. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. In this episode, I sit down with my friend Naif to talk about post-grad life, which is something I've been thinking a lot about recently as I approach graduation. Just a little fun fact, Naif and I are both from Omaha, Nebraska, but we never actually met for the first time until he moved to Chicago not too long ago. And for a bit of context, Naif is a few years post-grad. So he's already navigated that transition to life after graduation, and he's also just one of those people who's not afraid to take risks and explore new interests. So I think there's definitely a lot to take away from his perspective and outlook on life. During the episode, he talks about his experience picking up everything and moving to Chicago, meeting new people in the city, and what it's been like living alone during the pandemic. He also shares some advice for overcoming the fear of trying new things making time for your passions while working full-time, and navigating career transitions. So with all that being said, I hope you enjoy our conversation. So with that, I'm excited to introduce Nave. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. How's it going?
1: Yeah, listen, thanks for having me. Doing well, how are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm, I'm really excited. I know we've kind of talked about doing this for a while, so I'm excited we're here and ready to record. So I guess to start off, Can you just give the listeners a little bit, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So I was thinking maybe what you studied in school, kind of what you're doing right now and some of your interests or anything else you'd like to share.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like yourself, um, born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska, Uh, grew up out there and went to college in Lincoln at UNL um, where I studied marketing and management. And a big part of that was also sales and entrepreneurship courses um, and concentrations After that, I graduated. I got a job in sales recruiting uh, for a nurse staffing company in Omaha. Um, Hated that and kind of felt like my life was growing stagnant. And so I kind of just wanted to move out to a big city, get some new experiences, moved out to Chicago. um, And kind of just hit the ground running in terms of working uh, with what I knew, with what I learned in school in sales, um, tech sales. And then now I'm at a company called Latera, where they do software sales. And so I, I'm a account development rep there. And in my spare time, I do a lot of videography, um, YouTube, photography. Um, what else do I do? Uh, I'm quite an athlete doing some, like, marathon training and stuff like that. So
0: You're training for a marathon?
1: Yeah, yeah, like, probably, like, later this year at some point. Um, also, like, I did a half marathon last year, and that's kind of what got me into running. Um, I never really thought about myself as a runner. I, I never really thought I was a runner, like, at all. I hated running. Um, never even thought I'd do a half marathon and then last year I did a half marathon just out of the blue training for it in a week with my roommate at the time. Um, found out I could do that and then kind of just decided not to put any limits on things that I could do and try.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I kind of picked up running again during quarantine and I used to hate running too, but it was like the one thing that you could do like when gyms were closed and stuff. So yeah. I, the most I've ever run is 10 miles, but, oh, right. like, my next goal is to maybe run a half marathon or something, but... Half marathon.
1: Th- those sounds so cool. Um, I really want to try the Spartan races. Have you seen those?
0: Uh-uh, no. They're,
1: like, those, like, obstacle courses, like, or, like, the Tough Mudders. They're, like, intense, like, obstacle courses where you're, like, crawling through mud, like, uh, climbing walls, just, like, random stuff, or, like, a triathlon, like, a small triathlon. I don't know if I'd ever do, like, an Ironman. That seems a bit, ex- like, a bit extreme for me, but... Um, some of those, like, really fun triathlons sound intriguing.
0: Yeah, so where are you at with your training, then? Like, how does that work? Um, Are you on, like, a strict schedule, or? No,
1: like, super preliminary. This is just something that, like, I've set as, like, a goal for, like, later this year. Like, maybe in the fall, I'd like to do it. Um, I haven't really started, uh, that much yet, but it's something I'm trying to get, I'm trying to build up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm.
1: Very preliminary. I kind of just set a goal (laughs) for the year. This is something. This is a box I want to check off of the year. At the end of the year, um, by the end of the year, I want to have it, that box checked off. Um, and then I haven't really gotten the logistical plan worked out yet. But
0: yeah. Well, now you've said it, and now everyone is listening. <laughs> yep. So now you got it. Now you got to actually do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So I guess kind of touching on the post grad topic. So let's fast forward back to kind of when you were approaching graduation everything. So kind of what was your attitude towards post-grad life? Were you one of those people that was like ready to graduate and get on with your life or kind of the opposite? Where were you at with all that?
1: So I remember like my last couple months, my last semester, honestly, I was really savoring the whole experience, kind of nervous to leave college. Um, You know, when you're in college, it's so easy to just be like looking at the future where it's like, these are this is the list of all the things I want to do, and you're kind of just planning for what happens after. And once you graduate, it's like, all right, there's no one to push you, no one to like tell you what to do, and everything that you ever hope to accomplish is kind of just going to be self started from that point. I feel like, and so reality kind of hit me pretty hard. I mean, after right after college, I took like an amazing trip. I went to Israel for like three months, um, came back, um, and I just needed a job. And so I took the first job that I got, which was recruiting, um, staffing nurses, staffing traveling nurses just across the country. Um, And I absolutely hated that job. It was like making 100 cold calls a day kind of a thing. And it just was absolutely not what I wanted to be doing. Um, But the key, I think, is to just start doing something because in doing something, even if you absolutely hate it, you're going to start thinking of ways to get out of it and start making a plan or, you know, that's when the fire comes under your butt and it's just like, I don't want to do this. And then your brain just starts devising ways that it can be spending time more efficiently. Um, And so I think that's, you know, I I guess like my my mental state after college was extremely optimistic and then sort of quarter life crisis-esque and then optimistic again.
0: So was that at the point when you started thinking about moving to Chicago, or was that yeah. around that time?
1: So that was around that time. Um, after I graduated college, I was seeing a girl. Of course, there's always a girl. Um, so I was seeing a girl, and so that's part of the reason I stayed in Omaha, but I had known that I would, I'd wanted to leave for a while. Um, and so after, after that job, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be doing this anymore anymore. Um, I also knew I didn't really want to stay in Omaha. And so, uh, me and this girl had switched to doing like a long distance thing. Um, Chicago was the, I came to Chicago mostly because A, I wanted to come to a big city and it was, you know, like one of the third most major cities I think in Omaha, in uh, the United States. Um, you know, and so I was like, that appealed to me. And then it was also like close enough that I could go back and forth and, you know, see her. And then I also had some friends out here. So it seemed like the obvious pick.
0: Yeah. So tell me more about that process of kind of picking up everything and moving. Like, did you have your job already before you moved or like the apartment search, kind of like all of that? Because especially, I mean, had you been to Chicago before moving here or?
1: So I came out to Chicago once for like a week. Um, It was pretty blind, honestly. So I came out here and I crashed on a friend's couch for about a week I came out here with like a backpack, and um, I took the bus like nine hours to get here from Omaha, and I didn't have a job uh, lined up when I moved out here, so I had sent out a ton of applications, Um, and when I came out here for that week, I had just my interviews lined up. So that week, all I was doing was interviewing, um, getting on the bus, getting a feel for the city, starting to understand the neighborhoods I'd want to live in. touring apartments, setting up lots of apartment tours. It was honestly really stressful keeping track of everything, figuring out how to get everywhere. Um, I've got some funny stories about like just my first transit experience riding the subway for the first time, getting (laughs) yelled at by the conductor. Um, And it was just stressful, honestly. But, and did I have like my second thoughts, Like, like maybe this is a mistake, maybe I shouldn't do this kind of a thing. It's like, of course. And I feel like that was the moment I knew I had to do it just because it would be, like, such a massive push for self-growth. And so, yeah, that's kind of, like, my mentality. That That week was really stressful. I just pretty much packed up a bag, came out here on the bus, crashed out of Friends for two weeks and then a week or two, and just fit as much activity as I could in those two weeks. Came back to Omaha, packed all my shit up in the back of... Uh, like a, a Subaru, like crossover type car, and then just drove out here uh, with my girlfriend at the time and loaded all that crap into my apartment. I ended up moving out in about a month.
0: Yeah. yeah, see, that's the thing that's kind of surprising to me about Chicago and apartments is it's such a quick turnaround, like you yeah. tour place you sign and you can move in in like a month. Yeah. So it's because I'm kind of in the process of I'm about to move, so mm-hmm. It's like I want to plan my life ahead and because I'm going to be moving in like a month or so, but it's like yeah. you can only plan so far ahead because you don't know it's open yet and all that, but...
1: 100%, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'm kind of curious. What were your first impressions of Chicago? I know you said the the public yeah. transit story, but um, what was that whole...
1: <laughs> you know, I I had different like back and forth opinions on the city, so... Um, at one point I needed to get downtown to a job interview and I only had 20 bucks cash. And I didn't know that the bus fare, the, the bus driver wouldn't break my 20. And I didn't have a whole lot of money. You know, I was pretty broke at the time trying to move to Chicago. I was, you know, trying to pinch my pennies. And so the bus driver was like, I can't break that 20 for you. You either pretty much have to give me that 20 or not ride the bus. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not riding the bus. And then I got off and then she ended up letting me on just like, don't worry about it kind of thing and so then I, you know I appreciated that and then on my way downtown uh, on the bus I ended up getting a bunch of help from two strangers on the bus and one of them was like I told him that I was trying to get into marketing and he happened to be working at an agency and he's like "Well, send me your resume like we can go through it together and I can help you and connected with him on LinkedIn he was a super cool guy and so my one of my first impressions was like okay like there's like some cool people in the city like it still got kind of got that Midwestern vibe that I was used to in Omaha like I wasn't, I was expecting more people to be like big city rude, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I also had like different experiences where I'd get yelled at by a train conductor for being too close to the blue line when I was just trying to get like a cool Snapchat video and he pulled me off the, the train and screamed at me or like getting like pushed by a homeless guy for no reason. That was just kind of like something that I was really not used to, but I definitely recognized it as a challenge. Um, and I think that's something that really drove me to do it.
0: You said you knew a couple people in the city, but like, I mean, how did you go about like making friends and was it it through people at work or?
1: Yeah. So I'm pretty, uh, like I tend to lean onto the more extroverted side. Um, I'm sure as you can tell, I can be kind of long winded and talk quite a bit. So, um, a lot of it did come from work, like just like meeting friends at work who introduced me to their friends, um, people in my apartment building, people at the gym that I would just strike up conversations with. Um, But it's definitely harder, especially, I will say, when you move out here with, like, one of your best friends and, um, like, a significant other. Um, So, like, it's definitely, like, harder, you know what I mean? Because you don't tend to force yourself to branch out as much. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's important to put effort in to actually nurture new relationships and meet new people.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because... It's easy to get kind of, like, stuck in your own bubble. Yeah. And, like, if you have friends or even just know a couple of people, it's, like, you can kind of just stick with that. And yeah. not feel the need to. Whereas, like, if you move to a city completely not knowing anyone, it's, like, yeah, you are kind of forced to.
1: So, how do you... How have you done it? Have you gone about it?
0: Yeah. So, well, when I moved here, I knew, like, one person. But, hmm. I mean, we were friends, but not, like, super close friends. So... I really, I mean, college is a really easy yeah. way to meet people, so I met people through orientation, and then just mm-hmm. my roommates I became really close friends with, and, you know, clubs and classes, stuff nice. like that, Yeah. Um, but I also had experience where I moved to Erie, Pennsylvania for an internship, mm-hmm. and was not expecting that, because I thought the internship was going to be in Chicago, and it turns out it was at this other location that they had, and so I had to kind of go through that whole process again of... Meeting all new people and and all of that and so yeah I do feel like it is easier not knowing anyone at all because yeah. you're you're really like okay I need to put myself out there and for me it's harder because I'm I'm not as extroverted as you are like I'm I'm a more introverted mm-hmm. so it's harder for me to put myself out there but I ended up meeting like one of my best friends through that experience yeah. so it's like I wouldn't trade it for the world and. Yeah. So I I think it's really cool to move to a new place and get that experience at least once because it really does force you to kind of branch out and learn how to, I don't know, be on your own, I guess.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think uh, I've even met people just randomly walking up to them like on a walk along the lake. I saw some guy was using a drone and i was also kind of into, into drones and i could tell he was just figuring out how to make it work and so i was talking to him about his drone just random random experiences meeting new people but i also feel like yeah like yeah like you know especially when you move to a new city and you don't really know anyone um, like i have a studio apartment right now in in the middle of like coronavirus like i i find myself you know spending a fair bit of my time um, like left to my own devices And so I think that it leaves a lot of time for a person to learn more about themselves and be able to um, be content with their own company and not always be relying on others to keep themselves entertained.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're extroverted. So, I mean, do you hate your alone time or have you grown to kind of enjoy it more now? Or what's it like living alone? Because I've never lived alone before, so.
1: so. Last year I lived with um, my roommate, like one of my best friends, Andrew. Um, and for a period I also lived with the girl that I was seeing we all lived together. And so after like Andrew moved back um, and I ended up moving into my own studio, it was something that I was I was debating, honestly, just finding like a Craigslist roommate or asking some of the people I knew if they needed a roommate. Um, And I was honestly going back and forth about it for quite a while. I was really nervous to live alone. I was like, man, is it going to suck? Like, I'm going to be locked in for this for a whole year. It's coronavirus. I'm working from home. So the prospects of, like, being social on a daily basis weren't super hot, you know? And ultimately, I kind of thought that since it was something that scared me a little bit, uh, it was something that I should try because that would just, you know, teach me to, like I said, just become more comfortable being alone you know you don't have to always have like music playing or like a tv show on or like sometimes you can sit alone with your thoughts or it also provided me with a lot less distractions so like I'd get a lot more work done stay a lot more focused on my routine go to the gym more um holding myself accountable to my runs going on a run um every day because there was no one else to like keep up with me and make sure or watch or keep tabs on me it all came down to myself every single day you, you just have to be on yourself for, like, your own self-improvement and growth, I feel like, and it kind of taught me a lot of that, and just what it meant, meant to, like, be comfortable in your own skin, in your own company, you know?
0: Yeah, it's funny. Actually, the past, or uh, this was, like, two weeks ago, but both my roommates went home for what Easter break it was, and they were gone for, like, two weeks, and I didn't end up going home, so... I was by myself in the apartment for two weeks, and that was the most I'd been alone Mm -hmm. in this apartment since being out here. And it was really weird at first, like, having the entire place to myself, and there was no one else around. And it's like, yeah, I was definitely a lot more productive, I feel like, because... Well, and then I also had to make a bigger effort to, like, make plans with people I did know who were here, Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, I feel like it's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. And I don't know if... I mean, when I move, I'm not going to be living alone. But it's an interesting thing. Like, I don't know if I'll find myself living alone. But, like, I definitely do see the benefits. And Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's totally fair. Um, to be fair, I think that... I don't, I don't know if I'll live alone again this upcoming year. I think I'm going to end up having one of my friends from Omaha, one of my really good friends, move out here. And we might get a place together. So... This has been a super super beneficial year, a year of massive self learning and self growth for me. I think, um, and you know, before I thought of myself as somebody who didn't really, I guess, need a whole lot of alone time. Like I didn't mind spending my time with people a lot, and now I think I do need my alone, alone time a lot more. So I honestly learned so much about myself um, and am able to motivate myself, uh, just push myself internally. Um, a lot more because I took the time to live alone. So I would honestly recommend that people do try it at some point, you know, even if it's just for like six months, honestly, just as like an experiment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: see what happens, you know?
0: Yeah. So now I kind of want to transition into kind of more of your interests and hobbies. And, um, so I know at one point you started a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and you enjoy traveling and that sort of thing. So I guess, how have you prioritized making time for your passions while also maintaining your normal, like, 9-to-5 job?
1: Yeah, so honestly, I think that first things first, it's important if you're getting a job, like a 9-to-5 job, it's important to find something that you enjoy to some degree. And, you know, it might not be something that you want to be doing or, like, you know, like, I don't want to be an account development representative, like, for my life by any means. Um, But I enjoy the work that I do. Um, I don't hate my job and I love the people that I work with. So if you're going to be doing something 40 hours a week, I think that it's important to not completely hate that part of your life because it does take so much of your time and it's going to affect your mood in a whole lot of other ways. Um, With that said, though, uh, I think a lot of it just kind of comes down to prioritizing the things that you're interested in, um, whether you're going to be spending a lot less time watching TV or agreeing to go out and get drinks or dinner with friends a little less so you can go make shoot a vlog if you'd like to start a vlog um, or... If you want to, one of the things I'm I'm trying to do also is oh, I kind of want to sign up for uh, like Brazilian jiu jitsu, like BJJ, just for fun. I don't no. know, <laughs> like I don't know, just just like I have like these interests, like photography or like videography or um, like Brazil, Brazilian jiu jitsu, which I haven't gotten into yet. But I, I took like a like a cl- like a free class like last week, and it was kind of cool. Um, so I think I'm gonna sign up for that. So I just think it's important to. Like, field out your interests. Even anything, like, if you don't find yourself, find yourself, like, with a passion, I think if you can start at the root and start looking at any interests that you might have and just kind of, like, suss those interests out, like, if you're interested in yoga, you don't have to start going to yoga five times a week, but you could start, like, going, like, once every couple weeks or once a week, you know, Um, and just building, building it from there. I think that once you start finding something that you enjoy, um you'll naturally start to make time for it in your day or in your week.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's really interesting because sometimes I think people are like, yeah, I don't really know what my passion is or I don't know what my interests are. And it's like I've always said the best way to find that is like try as many things as possible. And I think you and I are similar in the way that like I don't have like one specific passion, but I have so many different like random interests. Yeah. podcasting or you know photography and you know just like random little things and so I think that's all just come from trying out new things and putting yourself out there again kind of going back to that but
1: I agree and I think that one thing people don't really realize is not everything has to be so serious like you know if you are anxious about starting a vlog or something because you're worried about putting yourself out there like I was like literally shitting bricks when I first posted about me making a vlog on Instagram. Like what what are people going to think kind of a thing? Or is this like lame? And then I'll all of a sudden you you just can't, you can't care about that. You know what I mean? Like you have to try if you're interested in something. I feel like you can't let certain things hold you back. Um, Also, it's not so serious if you have, if you're somebody like us and you have a range of interests and you just want to try different things. Like if you want to pick up starting a podcast I think you should definitely give everything like a fair shake like you know something might be challenging at first don't quit just because it's challenging but if you try something that you're interested in and you decide this isn't for you or you don't like it it's okay to like I I think to put it down and move on to something that you think you might be interested in more until you find something you're passionate about I don't think that you should quit until you've really sussed it out and decided decided this isn't something that you want to pursue further and I think that it's okay to have something that's like a hobby that you don't want to make into a massive thing as well, you know?
0: hmm Yeah, that's something I think I've definitely learned the last few years because I'm the type of person where I'm very much a perfectionist. So yeah. if I try something or if I commit to something, it's like I don't commit to it unless I'm like, okay, I'm going to see it all the way through and it has to be perfect and, yeah. and everything like that. But it's like that has prevented me also from trying so many things because... Mm-hmm. I build it up so much in my head, but really it's like, no, it's okay to fail and it's okay to like try something and you don't like it and move on from it. So it's, I think it's like setting the bar really low and kind of taking the pressure away from it to give yourself permission to fail and give yourself permission to try and maybe not like it. But I,
1: I agree. And I think that too many people want so much to happen so fast. Like after I graduated college, I was like, man, I hate this, the first job I got, like, I hated it, like, I wanted every, I wanted the job that I wanted, like, and I wanted it now, like, I, everything, like, when I started the vlog, like, at first, I was like, man, I'm not getting the views that I wanted, like, right now, like, people don't like starting from the bottom, and, like, being seen at the bottom, I think that it's important to remember, especially if, you know, you're just graduating college, like, you're extremely young, and you have, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of time for these seeds to grow into, like, plants, and actually mature. You know what I mean? So I think as long as you're putting in effort every day to become just 1% better, that's exponentially going to increase your, where you're at in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. My next question is kind of about where you find your inspiration, like where you find your motivation. So are there certain people or books that you've read or podcasts or anything like that, that really like motivates and inspires you?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's so important to have people that you look up to and people that you kind of want to, want to be like, and you do things to emulate them. I think it's important to obviously like keep your own perspective. Don't try to copy people. But so I look up to David Goggins quite a bit. He's, uh, he's an ex Navy SEAL, um, special forces, all this stuff. He runs ultra marathons, like 200 mile races, um, like crazy, crazy things that, you that normal people, you wouldn't think a normal person could ever do, but he was once like a big three hundred pound man, and now he's some ultra marathon runner and just all about mental toughness and pushing yourself to the brink. So I look up to him quite a bit.
0: He's a book, doesn't he? He has a book. Okay. I'm actually
1: reading it right now. It's called Can't Hurt Me, and I okay, I'd yeah, read, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, I'd really recommend it. He's somebody I look up to quite a bit. Um You know, I look up. A lot of people have really like controversial opinions on him but like Elon Musk to some degree just because of the way he thinks and like challenges the status quo Um, people like that
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I I guess I have different people that I look up to for different activities like I follow a lot of um, influencers like on TikTok who post a lot about photography or videography tips and tricks so you can I learn a lot about different things from different people I get a lot of I, I let the world inspire me you
0: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about what you surround yourself with. Yeah. Like, even if it's not people that you know in your life, it can be, yeah. People that you follow on social media mm-hmm. or, you know, so it's like a combination of all those things.
1: What about yourself?
0: So I'm trying, I really look up to entrepreneurs. Yeah. I, I think it's so fascinating to hear their stories and kind of how they got to where they are. I don't know if you've ever heard of the How I Built This podcast.
1: Uh, maybe.
0: Yeah, so it's a podcast where this guy basically interviews like all these famous like CEOs of uh-huh. companies like Airbnb. And okay. basically he he really goes in depth as to like the very beginnings and kind of the whole story behind it. And so it's not just like, the part where they are successful but it's like the parts where they were really struggling and like the very real picture of the entire story where they got to where they were and Mm -hmm. like you were saying earlier it's like it took them so long to build up to the point where they do become like an Airbnb or something like that's like 10 to 15 years process of building and developing and evolving and all that so I really like those because it shows that Yeah, it's like nothing is overnight. Like anything, and a lot of these people too have had like three or four businesses or things that have failed or, Mm -hmm. and it's like, they just keep trying new things and eventually like you find something that works. And Mm -hmm. so I would say, yeah, just like entrepreneurship and stories about that. Cause at one point I do want to start my own business at some Mm -hmm. point. So I think just learning from what other people have done and lessons they've learned. So
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, and then also traveling. I I get so much inspiration from traveling Yeah. because you're really just surrounded by all new people and new places. And it just forces you to look at things differently and shift your perspective. And so I think studying abroad really changed like my outlook on the world. And um, yeah, I just love traveling. So that's a huge source of inspiration for me.
1: No, I totally get that. I think that Starbucks was actually... The, didn't the founder of Starbucks come back and create Starbucks after spending time at a cafe in Italy?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what it was inspired by, yeah. yeah.
1: I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree. Like traveling, I think a lot of people underestimate the value of perspective that traveling can bring.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that we've kind of talked about your past and kind of like where you're at now, I know you mentioned the marathon, but what are some of your goals for the future? And what are you working towards right now?
1: Yeah. So some of the goals for the future, there's a few that immediately come to mind. Um, I do want to do that marathon at some point this year. Um, I would really love to get a pilot's license at some point this year. I've always, ever since I was a kid, wanted to fly, um, and so I'd love to love to get like a you know like a recreational pilot's license. I'd also really love to get, um, like a house, like a, like a rental property, start rental properties and uh, probably in Omaha. Um, yeah. So like, I've got like kind of a financial goal and then kind of like a recreational fun goal. Um, mostly recreational fun goals. Like I kind of want to do that and I kind of want to sign up for the, uh, the like Brazilian jitsu thing that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well I have a lot of recreational goals, but they're all things I've always wanted to like accomplish in like my life. So. Hopefully this year I can accomplish some of those.
0: Yeah, what about career-wise? I mean, are you, like you said you love your job, or you like the people you work with, so I mean, is that something you see yourself sticking with?
1: Totally, so yeah, I guess I was only touching on it personally, huh? Um, So career-wise, right now I'm an account development rep with a company called Latera, and so they do software for attorneys pretty much, and I do a lot of like sales for them. And so I like the job, I like the people that I work with. It's a pretty uh, low-stress job at the moment, which I enjoy. It leaves me a lot of time for other activities. So after this, though, uh, I'm looking to go... In in the sales world, there's a couple different routes you can go. Um, You can continue up to the account executive, very intense sales role. Or you can go down a different path if you're working at a tech company. They have a role called solutions or or sales engineer. And it's more on the tech side, and it's more like consulting with customers before they purchase the product. And so without getting too technical, that's kind of the route I'm looking to go. And I think sometime this year I should be moving down that route. So
0: so have you started gaining skills more kind of in the technical area, or have you been kind of preparing for that transition?
1: Yeah, I have. So I think that's it's definitely important to consider, like, your, like your, uh, your professional, I guess, career goals as well. And so... I do a lot of things to make sure that I will put myself in the best position possible so that when a spot does open up, I'm the obvious choice. So I do, I have I've set up meetings with the people on that team at my job um, so I can kind of learn more about it. So I've got like weekly recurring meetings with someone on that team where they teach me certain skill sets. Um, I've took, I have t- took I took a uh, online coding course. It was like a computer science course. It was uh, CS50. So it was like recorded online Harvard lectures with assignments. So I learned a little bit about like computer science there. And so I've done like a few things to just kind of understand um, the more technical side of the the process. Um, Just to kind of put myself in a better position to get that job. It's not too technical of a job because a lot of it's still kind of consulting. I don't have to code any of the tools. But it is like understanding the software on a deeper level. And so I am putting myself in a position to like better understand it. Um, and also it is consultative, so there is kind of a sales aspect to it. So I've gotten books like um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. He was like an ex-FBI hostage negotiator. So like not all the books I read are like pleasure, but some of them are more for like how to reframe my thinking or how to improve certain skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about cool. yourself?
0: Just what, career-wise? Yeah. Or what okay. kind of
1: stuff do you do to like put yourself, I guess, in the best position possible career-wise?
0: yeah so my first job out of college is going to be in consulting so i did an internship last summer in consulting and it was never really a path that i thought i was going to go down but then again i didn't really know what i wanted to do coming into college Mm -hmm. so but the thing i love about consulting is it's never the same thing it's it's project based so you could be working on one project for like two months and then you finish the project and you move on to something new and so you get to learn about tons of different companies and different industries. And, you know, pre-COVID, there was a lot of travel involved. So you get to like travel places. And so it just seemed like it fit a lot of what I wanted to do. But within consulting, I mean, there's so much you can do. So I was like, I still don't know kind of where I want to fit. But um, kind of how you mentioned, like setting up meetings with people. It's like I would make an effort to set up coffee chats with people and just like get to know what their current job is and what they do and then kind of like how they got those skills and then from there you can take those steps to like get those skills on your own so yeah so i'm not really sure what i'm going to be doing specifically yet Mm -hmm. but i think starting somewhere and then like kind of seeing what my interests are if i like a certain industry how i can get more invested in that industry and um stuff like that so
1: have you ever thought about and maybe it's like premature but would you ever get like a master's
0: I have thought about that. They do a program at my school where it's a five-year thing, so you can get your master's in five years, Mm so you do one extra year after undergrad. And it seemed really convenient because then you can kind of get it out of the way. Yeah. But I also talked to a lot of people who were like, no, you have to get out and work first because then you find out kind of where you're more interested in within the real world and, like, industry and everything. And then you can go back and really focus in on that in, in a masters program. So, I'm still I still haven't decided if I'm going to do a masters or not, but if I do, I think it'll be at least like 3 to 5 years oh. down the line. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, have you ever thought about
1: that? I have. I have thought about that. Um so as it stands, I guess my my current goal for the most part is kind of, you know, get this solutions engineer position. Um take that kind of, it'll, it'll come with a pretty, like a decent, pay bump. And so then use that to fuel, um, buying rental properties. I don't know if I really want to go back to school and kind of stick to the, like the working world. It would be really nice to get to a point one day where I've got multiple rental properties and I don't have to have like a full blown nine to five job. That would be the ideal. Or, or, um, I would love to see myself starting like a company kind of like you said, where going to work every day doesn't feel like a nine-to-five you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah where you can kind of do your own thing and yeah. be in charge of your own schedule mm-hmm. that sort of thing
1: but I would definitely consider the MBA route too I, mean, yeah. I think there could be like valuable skills in there
0: mm-hmm.
1: I guess we'll just see
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if people could take away one thing from this podcast any advice or just anything like what, what would you want that to be
1: I think that after I graduated, I had a lot of panic to figure out. And this is something I've heard from friends, too, that they've had a lot of panic to figure out exactly what they need to do. Um, And I think that you just don't need to know. Like, you don't need to know. You don't need to be stressed about what you're going to be doing right after you graduate. And it's okay to fall into something that you hate and then get out of it and try something that you think you'd like and then hate that. And it's okay to just be spinning your wheels for a little bit. I think you could do a lot right after college and you could do, you could spend five years doing something that you hate and then look up, come, like, come bring your head back up and you're still super young. It's not too late to switch tracks. Um, I think that you should always be true to yourself and don't forget about your personal goals and the things that you want to be doing and just kind of keep those in the back of your mind whether you write down goals every year. Um, but Always be progressing towards, I guess, the person like you want to be. Don't forget about your ultimate goal and it's okay if your dreams are changing um but don't just sell your dreams out
0: mm-hmm. yeah nice <laughs> i like that <laughs> all right well that's gonna be it for today so thank you so much naif for joining us on the podcast um yeah i'll i'll leave his instagram and youtube in the notes yeah. of this episode if that's okay if you yeah. wanna if you're interested in checking that out but Other than that, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see everyone in the next episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah.